Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Promise Brexton. So how are you doing today, Promise? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I like your shirt, by the way. Thank you. It's Tupac. Oh yeah, that's old school right there. So, uh, Promise, so um, I'm really happy to have you part of the show today. So um, I got some questions lined up for you. So are you ready to go? Of course. Let's do it do it all right so first question um so in general like what inspired you to become a professional wrestler um i think it's just something i always wanted to do um every time i watched wrestling as a kid it always made me feel the type of way yeah i'm from pittsburgh so we have the stillers the pirates the penguins and wrestling was the sport that made me feel sad it made me feel happy i was depressed it was just one of those sports that made me feel alive so that was just it was just something that clung on to me as a kid and i knew i wanted to do it yeah i mean i'll be honest with you same thing with me like when i watch wrestling it kind of makes me feel like a kid again you know (laughs) just like still to this day when jeff hardy comes out i still do the dance and all like like, i love football and it's really entertaining but it doesn't make Mm -hmm. me feel like a kid you know so like wrestling still gives me that joy so i can definitely relate to that and uh, so now the next question. So I noticed on your bios for your social media, you mentioned that you're a rebel Buddhist and you're um, also mentioned that plant-based athlete. So tell me a little bit about the, what all that means. A uh, plant-based athlete, I'll sum that up. Um, within like last 30 days, I just completely changed my diet up. Like no meat, no fish, uh, just straight plants, beans and it has done a lot for my body. Like I feel a lot better. Like uh, I've always been in pretty good shape, but now I can, I feel a lot stronger. I feel healthier. I feel like I can, I can breathe more. Like, so it just, it was just a decision to just be healthier. You know, you can lift weights, but at the end of the day, your organs need to be taken care of too. And so that was kind of the inspiration behind that. And the whole rebel Buddhist is to me, it just represents being true. I always tell my mom something I've been saying as a kid, let me be my authentic self. And she hates that I say that to her, but it's just allowing me to be myself, allowing me to express myself the way I want to express myself, whether it's with hair, with wrestling, with drawing, music. As you can see, I got a whole crowd load of tattoos. It's just being yourself. And if a society hates it, who cares? Exactly. Like, you know, you can only be yourself. Like, if you're trying to be something that you're not, people easily can sense that. So I definitely agree with that. And, like, as far as, like, the, you know, taking care of yourself, too, like, I definitely need to start hitting you up about some tips. Because, <laughs> of you know, just, course. You know, everyone, I want to get healthier, but it's just hard to get the motivation. Like, I work for a produce um, mm-hmm. warehouse, so I get to take a lot of produce home for free, and I just don't take advantage of it like I should. But, like, one thing I have noticed, too, with me, like, I used to take coffee to work every day now I'm taking orange juice and I I do feel a lot better you know I mean just small change like that does make a difference and I'm kind of thinking I really start like taking out the soda and even taking out some of the junk food just imagine like how much better I would feel so I mean better yeah exactly Uh, like yeah we hit me up about some of the some advice about (laughs) definitely hit me up all right um 
So the next question. So I know that you are scheduled for the uh, Mission Pro Wrestling event next, uh, or yeah, next month. And I'm personally, as a fan, really excited for this event. Uh, you know, I love, you know, all women, you know, wrestling promotions. I'm a big fan of WOW. So now that, you know, Thunder Rosa, you know, Robin Reed, you know, they're going to be, you know, running, you know, Mission Pro Wrestling. So I think this is really cool. It gives any fan out there who's really big in the women's wrestling another you know, promotion to keep an eye on. So um, tell me a little bit about how you got booked and then, you know, a little bit about, you know, your excitement for this event. Um, It was just kind of like, random like like the thunder rosa and i had a match uh i'm not sure when a couple months ago and you know we had a good time and then it was like a few weeks after the um speaking out movement and she's like i want to start my own promotion all women and i was just thinking to myself like to myself like hey it would be cool to be on that show and then like the next day ivory robin like messaged me like hey would you like to be on the show and like to myself, I'm like, hell yeah, I want to be on the show. But I'm like, you know, you gotta be professional. Like, yes, ma'am, I would. <laughs> like, yes, I would. I would love to be on the show. But it was just that. It was that simple. It was that quick. And I'm very, very fortunate, you know, because they could have asked a lot of girls. There's a lot of talent, women talent in, in Texas. You know, Houston alone. Then you got the San Antonio chicks, the Dallas chicks. So I was very fortunate to to even be on the show. So I'm very grateful to Ivory and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see it. And like, you know, like you mentioned, there's like in general, not just like in Texas and Dallas, there's so many talented women all around the world. Like I, you know, when I got back in the wrestling in 2010, I really only knew WWE. But then when I started like dipping into the indies, I didn't realize how big it was. Like I never knew. Seriously. I live in Maryland, so there's MCW. And when I found out about that, I thought that was really one of the very few. And then I started seeing, oh, well, they got these events in D.C. and New York, Jersey. It's like independent pro wrestling like, everywhere. And it's like, it's definitely like competitive. And, you know, Thunder Rosa and Robin Reed, they're kind of like a really big deal. And, you know, the fact that they're, you know, so I, you know, I could definitely, you know, understand your excitement like you know i mean just i mean i had thunder rose on my show back and i think it was like december now she was one of my first interviews and of course you know her being such a big name me being new to this i was so nervous and like, <laughs> like wow it's like a big deal i had her and i had like robin reed the next month so i mean they're both great i love them both robin's been on the show twice so i mean i know they're gonna you know do well with this promotion and you know, I'm excited to see you know um you compete and you know i know that's going to be able um or us fans are going to be able to live stream it so i'm mm -hmm. definitely looking forward to seeing you because unfortunately a trip to texas is something i can't do right now i, I want to do it in the future, though. trust me i know i'm from i'm from that that region and those plane tickets are like an arm and a leg sometimes like Dude, I, I trust me, I know. I can't just go home when I want to. <laughs> exactly. And like, if I wanted to drive, I think it's like a two day trip or two or three day trip. And I'm like, oh no. I drove down here, it's 24 hours. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. I, <laughs> when we go to like New, New York or New Jersey for events, that's three hours. And that alone, just like my legs are <laughs> stiff. And oh, I just, that, that's a, that takes a lot out of me. So doing like a 24 hour drive. Don't do it. Yeah, no, no, I can't. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. And like you said, plane tickets aren't cheap either. So, I mean, one day I'm going to make the trip. Because I've always, even before, 
when I was younger, I've always wanted to go to Texas. I mean, it's Texas, you know what I mean? It's Texas. It's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best thing, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I definitely – that is definitely on my bucket list, so. Most Hopefully definitely. you're there, too, when I go. Of course. And now, uh, next question. So, when I was doing you know, a little bit of research on you, I noticed that you wrestled for Reality of Wrestling, um, Booker T's promotion. So, tell me a little bit about that experience. Um, I came – I wrestled under the name London Ali when I was in Pittsburgh. And I felt very stagnant. I felt like I wasn't going anywhere, but I felt like, well, in my heart that I had potential, you know, so I didn't want to just up and quit the business because, you know, you only get one chance at this stuff, you know, especially being a female, we're very limited to like the time. So I told myself before I give this up, I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere to get the proper training, get the proper knowledge, get the proper psychology. And if I suck then, that means I just suck, then I'll give up, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so, um, so happened in 2018, my mom and my younger siblings, they moved to Houston and she's like, she really wanted me to come down there. And I'm like, uh, like, I don't know. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna find a school. And then reality wrestling was probably like an hour away from her house. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And then, I remember it was, I was in Texas for like two weeks and then I just called Booker T. Like I called the school and Booker answered. And I'm like, I didn't want to mark out, but I low key did. Like, <laughs> like it was Booker T. He said, come up. I came up and then that was September 22nd. And I had my first match on Ladies Night Out 9, November 16th. And had my first match for Row January 16th, I believe. Okay, yeah, I heard it all the ladies on um, night out before. Um, I think uh, I think I saw like an Ember Moon match. Uh, she was Athena at the time, but uh, yeah, because she um, trained with uh, Booker T as well. So <laughs> makes sense. But yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about him and his school. So I think that's you know definitely you know really cool that you got to work with him. I mean, he's a freaking legend, you know. And it's just funny that you call and you don't really expect Booker <laughs> T if you don't want to answer. But wow, like that must have been kind of uh, an experience as well. I mean, every time I see him, I, I get like, I, I damn near pop inside. I get so excited. You know, I watch Booker's matches at least three times a week. His promos, his stuff in TNA, his podcasts. So it's it's really cool, you know. They, since being at the reality of wrestling, it's, I've definitely sharpened up on my skills. I don't look at wrestling the way I looked at it back then. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was missing kind of like, just like the tools. I had all the pieces, but I didn't have the tools. So now I feel very comfortable with making a match. I feel very comfortable playing this role or that role or almost any role that you give me. I'm comfortable doing a promo and someone just handed me a microphone. I'm not afraid, I'm not scared, I'm not doubting myself anymore because I know I'm good. And I'm not saying that in a cocky way, but I'm saying it in a way that I feel comfortable enough to say that. Exactly. Like, it's being confident, and that's what you need to be. Not just being a wrestler, just any kind of job, but, yeah, definitely as a wrestler, especially the promos. Like, a lot of people don't realize how important it is to be able to cut a good promo. Like, if you look at some of the best in the business, Booker T, The Rock, CM Punk, I mean, you, I, the list goes on. They all could cut a promo. You know, if you can go out there and win the fans over without even wrestling, that's, like, key right there, you know, especially if your goal was to get to, like, WWE. 
absolutely but a promo so i mean that's definitely a skill that you know is really important in the business and some people don't realize it you know and i see it all the time on social media they're like oh so and so is so good why aren't they getting the chance you know and it's like can they cut a promo you know i've seen it all the time with so many wrestlers and um you know i you know i you know want to see you know sometimes i feel like some promotions they need a you know kind of showcase their strengths and hide their weaknesses when it comes to promos. You know, like me personally, if you gave me a, a script and, and to do a promo, I couldn't do it. You know, I can't read from a script and actually present it out, you know, organically. So I feel like some people just kind of get the mic and just say whatever they want, you know, kind of thing. But it, it is important too, but if you're to be good at like scripted promos too, because some promotions, you know, you kind of have to do whatever, you know, they give you. So, I mean, that's, that's really good that you have that confidence. Yeah, you definitely have to believe in what you're saying, whether they give you a script or it's just off the top of your head. You know, every, anyone can talk, you know, like say talk about this person or talk about that for two minutes. Most people can do it. But to get the crowd to engage with you, to for them to believe you, that's hard. I think sometimes promo is kind of like a lost art. But when people do it right, it's a beautiful thing. You know, um, like Eddie Kingston's promo on uh, AEW like two weeks ago. Like, I was sold. Like, he came out hot. Like, I'm coming here to fight you, and I'm going to take everything that you got. And he talks with, like, that New York accent. And it's like, this dude's he's, he's great. I love Eddie Kingston. I have to say I'm guilty of I'm missing the last few weeks of AEW. Um, <laughs> that look on your face yeah i'm so busy when like lately i've been so invested in impact you know because i'm loving here <laughs> and tasha are doing so it's like I, and i've missed the last few weeks of nxt as well but i, I need to catch up on AEW because i really like what they're doing as well it's just there's so much wrestling now that's you know the crazy mm -hmm. thing you know wwe has their three shows you got AEW, impact um wow they're on their off season right now but you know it's just crazy with all the wrestling and it's good you know every promotion offers something different but um Going back to what you were saying about believing what you were saying, you know, yeah, because if you don't believe what you're saying, the crowd won't believe it, too. And you do not want people, you don't want to silence the crowd. <laughs> so that's the worst thing. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you. Like you said, it is kind of a lost art, you know. I mean, you know, I, you just don't really see it that often anymore. Like, you know, back in the day, you saw it all the time with wrestlers, you know, like I <laughs> the rock and you know all those wrestlers from attitude air in wwe it just feels like you know a bunch of people are just giving scripts and that's what they're reading and it's kind of like you know I, you don't believe it it's hard if you don't believe it you know okay. and then on top of that now with the whole pandemic so i'm pretty sure they're just reading it because it's hard to read it when no one's around yeah. <laughs> exactly. At least they know live if they mess up or something like that, they could re-record it. So that's <laughs> official thing to it. I mean, they're doing their thing, you know. With the the lemons they've been working with, they're doing a pretty good job. I think everyone, AEW, Impact, and WWE, I think they're all doing a good job because you cannot have it on TV. Like the world will go crazy if. Impact, AEW, and WWE didn't, like, host wrestling for one week. Oh, I know. Like, it was <laughs> so weird without wrestling. Like, I, I know they've been criticized a lot for still continuing to put out you know, wrestling, but... You know, because I, I had um, Matthew Palmer on the show recently. He was explaining to me, like, you know, 
you know, WWE, for example, them still going out there and producing content, they are still keeping people, you know, giving them jobs and money. Because he said, like, if hypothetically they closed down temporarily, they wouldn't be able to pay everyone on the IR, you know, AKA, like, exactly. So they are still providing paychecks for people. And, you know, no, I don't assume no one's being forced to do it if they want to quarantine. You know, it kind of goes every time around, but. You know, um, but yeah, they are really working and, you know, at first it was like weird with no crowd, but it's like they're, they're really doing things now that like kind of make you forget there's not a crowd. You know, you got, I love having the NXT stars in the crowd, you know, and it, <laughs> I think it's really cool. And, you know, now I noticed WWE is using like a audience sound and all, which kind of is pretty cool as well. So it's something it's, better than just, I mean, me personally, wrestling in front of no one is hard. Like and I'm mostly the heel, so it's even it's even more awkward. Like, <laughs> like you about to go talk to the crowd, it's like oh, there's no one there. Yeah, that's so like what do I do? <laughs> a heel is like taunting the fans back. Like I I remember an episode of SmackDown where like Sasha Banks was acting like there was a crowd and she was kind of yelling at no one. I thought that was, <laughs> but some people would just feel weird doing that. But um. You know, I mean, yeah, the, you know, I feel like, you know, we don't know when there's going to be a crowd. So the fact that they're progressing and doing different things, especially with some of those, um, like the Boneyard match and the Swamp match and stuff like that, they're doing is like really creative, you know, things to make you forget that there's not a crowd. Same thing with the Money in the Bank matches, too. I thought that was um, really fun watching those matches. It was. I mean, like I said, you're in a situation where – you kind of have to do something, you know, like every year we look forward to, you know, WrestleMania, we look forward to Slammiversary, we look forward to Money in the Bank, and it's like they can't technically have it traditionally because we're not going to be involved. You can't watch a ladder match with no, with no crowd, like it's going to be kind of awkward. So you got to have, if it's in a corporate building or if it's in a boneyard, so be it. So I dig it, I dig it. I, yeah, I, I, I digged it too. Like, in, um, I didn't see anyone complaining about it. I mean, I saw people were complaining about the ending, but just the match itself was fun. So I was fine with it. You know, it's creative. Hopefully, maybe even with the crowd, they could do stuff like that too. I mean, hey, this is them being forced to do something new and it's working. So, I mean, I definitely got to give kudos to them. Definitely. Like, nothing but props to all those companies. Nothing but props. Exactly. The same here. So uh, next question I have for you is kind of like two questions in one. Um, so what are some wrestlers that you're looking to um, face in the ring? And then also what are some promotions that you really want to work for in the future? Um, right now I got my eyes on all the road girls. Like I think they are some of the most talented women that I've ever had the opportunity just to train and like learn from. Cause coming where I'm from, I was the only girl like training. There was a uh, Honey Badger, um, Regina Badger, and uh, Laura Loveless. But they were already like graduated when I came in. So coming into like reality of wrestling and you got girls like Rachel Rose, Roxy, Hayan, AQA, um, Alex Gracia, who I'm facing tomorrow. It's just like kind of like a dream come true to fight girls who are better than me or at the same level as me because I know I can only get better facing those girls and promotions I'm not picky I'm really not like um if I know what's going to benefit me I'll take it 
Um, I definitely want to hit Houston, well, just Texas a little more. Um, I want to hit some states I've never been to, especially like uh, the South. Like I want to wrestle in Louisiana, um, California if I get a chance, um, Arizona, but I never really heard of any promotions in Arizona, to be honest. But it, it really doesn't matter. I just want a good opponent and have a good time. I mean, yeah, that's what it's all about, just having a good time in the ring, you know. You, you mentioned AQA. I, you know, I've been um, looking at her and some of her stuff lately, and she's really good on it. She's someone I'm actually looking into, reaching out sometime in the near future about coming to the show. Um, Promotion-wise, though, um, hopefully maybe one day you come down to Maryland and wrestle for MCW or even primetime wrestling in D.C. That would, you know, it would be really fun watching you wrestle live. Could you Absolutely. Say we can make it happen. Yeah, you said you're from Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Yeah, that's close by, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that can happen. Uh, um, primetime Wrestling, I think they're kind of new. I didn't really hear about them until like a few months ago, but their show was so lit. Like, really? The, yeah, the energy, you know, of the crowd. I mean, it was like the funnest event I've ever been to. MCW is also very fun. Like, you know, I that's promotion I go to the most so that you know either one would be really cool um I do travel to New Jersey like I mentioned for you know a few events sometimes so you know if you're in the DMV area in general like you know I would definitely come you know I love meeting new wrestlers and of course and and the events are fun like I tell people all the time you know I most of my friends are WWE and they don't know how fun it is to be it you know at indie events like you get an experience that you will not get in WWE Seriously, because for me, I love interacting with the wrestlers and actually chatting. WWE, if you do get the opportunity to meet them, it's a very quick photo. (laughs) Hey, how are you? And you're gone. At these indie events, you could actually have like conversations, you know, and I've and that's actually turned into me being friends with some of them. So that's like the coolest experience ever. So, uh, so like I said, just indie events, you get that experience that you would never get at WWE or even a. Definitely. I definitely, I've always wanted to wrestle in Maryland. I just, uh, I'm not, just never had the opportunity. Yeah. Cause I know they're like in general, like their women's rosters are really small. They only have three on the roster. And, um, it's from just when I seen, it seems like more so the women that from outside of the actual company, it's more so like DMV area kind of women. So, but yeah, they're, they're champion right now. Gia Scott, she's great. That's cool. the only one I know. That's the only one I know. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I knew Renee Michelle was from like that area. Yes. Yeah, um, I met her back in October when she was the MC Women's Champion again. I know she's been four times or something like that, but yeah, because I know she was there and then she left and uh, she did her little thing in WWE, but then she mm-hmm. came back, which was cool. So I was fortunate enough to actually meet her. And she's a, she's a really, really nice chick. She is super nice. She is. She was really, really nice. Um, I met her in October and then December. December is when she lost the title. So um, it was a fun match. And yeah, like <laughs> she's really nice. And uh, last question I have for you. So this is kind of a fantasy booking kind of thing. So if you were signed with WWE and you had the opportunity to main event WrestleMania and you could pick any opponent across any brand, any promotion, who would you want to go one-on-one with? Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Like that's, that's a no brainer. Sasha Banks. You did not hesitate. Yeah, because Sasha Banks, like my friend made a comment and she's not lying. She can – 
wrestle in a match against a mop and get the mop over. Like, it doesn't matter who she wrestles. It's like, it always feels like it's at least like a four or five day match. Like, she kills it all the time. And she just works well with everyone. Like, and she just crisp. Everything that she does, hitting the ropes, just the selling, the, you know, she went down to NXT and had the match with EO. And it's just like, girl, like, I'm kind of waiting on her and Bianca de Belair to have a match, but that's pay-per-view worthy to me. So they might as well not do that right now. But like you said, Bailey's, Charlotte, Nia Jax, Dana Brock, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, hey, the girl can work. And I feel like that would be like a, a dream come true to me. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that'd be a dream come true to a lot of people. I mean, yeah, like you said, everything she does is just, like, perfect. And it always has boggled my mind how they've never, like, gone all in with her. Hopefully, that's what they're doing now. But, yeah, she's, like, the perfect wrestler. I mean, I, I always say she's the GOAT. Like, you, I've, never the goat? <laughs> I've never seen someone just go out there and just kill it every time. I mean, there's a lot of great wrestlers, but they seem to sometimes have their, you know, their matches that are just not up to par to what they can be. Mm-hmm. But Sasha Banks, she just five-star match every time, I feel like. And you don't see that that often. And I, I just want to see that long title run where she's just every pay-per-view just killing it, regardless of who she's facing. Absolutely. Like, I don't know what it is. And, you know, she is definitely believable. She she works. She can do anything that she, you throw at her. And I'm happy that she's finally getting the opportunities that's been, you know, been eluding her this whole time, you know. But even without the championship, she stayed relevant. You know, when she was gone for that six months, everyone was, like, crying and begging to have that girl back. So it's it's – She's one of those people. I'm happy that she's going to go down as a legend, no matter what. Exactly. Like, I, I totally agree. Like you said, when she was gone, everyone was still tweeting about her, you know, always talking about rumors. Like, she's going to AEW, this and that, you yeah. know. She was always the talk. And then, you know, when she came back, I mean, just everyone, I mean, Twitter blew up. And I know her merch sells like crazy. So, I mean, yeah, she's doing everything right. So, just hopefully – she gets that long title run. That's all I say because it just it was frustrating every time she wins it, she loses it right away. So, yeah. <laughs> just got a finger cross. Seriously, four oh five time women's champion in not even a hundred days with between all five. I know that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> they need to do something about that, especially with Charlotte and Becky out. This is the time to do it. I mean, I feel like she she can go toe to toe with them. That's what kind of like always made me kind of upset about that because like it's not like. She's like second class where it's like, okay, we have Rada, no Charlotte, no Becky. Okay, now with you. She has gone toe to toe and had great matches with both of them. And it's like, she is here. She's great. She can cut a promo. She can be a face. She can be a heel. Like, her segments are funny. Like, I'm loving everything that she's doing with Bailey. Like, I love Phil Bailey. Like, I'm, I'm, I was so sick of that, that ponytail. I love the little bob haircut. I love how you hear Bailey in the back of like, in like in Sasha's matches, like that's my best friend. Like you go, girl. And it's just like that is. I love that. I love those little small things in wrestling that just make me like smile. And it's just like because I have like a close friend, and we're like that with each other. You know, you see your friend like lose two pounds. You're like, you better work it. Like <laughs> so, like, I love that because it's so relatable, and I, I dig it so much. 
Yeah, me too. And the funny thing is, like, I've always respected her as a wrestler, but I could just never get into the character because it felt like it was more directed towards kids. Mm-hmm. And I, people would always talk about her potentially turning heel. I was like, I can't see it. Like, <laughs> it you know, she was so, like, lovable and, you know, always hugging people. I was like, ah. it, it would have to be the perfect storyline and all. And they did it. Like, I, I really, they didn't just turn her heel overnight. It was like a story and it progressed. Mm-hmm they did it the right way and you know that was one of the things that wwe got right and bailey is really killing it and like you said like her and sasha together heel face they just mesh well and i think that's you know really helping bailey as well having sasha just because mm-hmm. you see the confidence they have when they're together and you know you don't always see that with a lot of people because they are legitimate best friends in real life so that's mm-hmm. even better Especially when you see the turn, you know, like either Bailey turns on Sasha or vice versa. Like it's gonna be a moment. It needs to be. I just I feel like it's gonna be so out of like it's gonna be so random. I feel like we're all gonna be very happy. Like yeah, and it's gonna be just like no. Like, yeah. exactly. like, <laughs> think it's gonna happen at a special event but then it's gonna happen on like Raw or something like that. Yeah. But they like, need it's gonna to be so that. exciting. That was kind of like the shield, like for the longest time, people were like, Oh, the shield's gonna break up, but then they just, you know, they had this really epic feud with the evolution, and it just seemed like they were to go on a little longer than Seth snapped. So, I, I remember that moment, and I want I want that moment with Sasha and Bailey. I want that where I, I just want to replay it on YouTube, you know, multiple times, and I just like still to this day, every now and then, like, I want to go watch that, you know, clip, mm-hmm. with Seth, you know, like it, you know. Cause I did that with Sasha for, you know, a little bit too, um, when she turned, you know, when she came back on Natty. So I, I think they, you know, that would definitely be an epic moment that a lot of people will be talking about for a while after it happens. I mean, they definitely bring the ratings in. So I think when it happens, if it happens, it's definitely going to be a special moment. And it's, it's going to happen so fast and it's going to be such a big moment. It's going to trend on Twitter immediately. Like, that's what I hate about wrestling fans. I'm talking to all you fans out there. Like, quit swirling stuff with me. Like, I'll be at work. And, like, I just, like, go, like, notification. I'm just, like, like, why would you do that? Like, it just happened. The match was just, it just ended. Don't tweet about it. Like, let me watch the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really like spoilers either. Um, and the funny thing is, like, right now, as we're recording, SmackDown's going on now. What if the turn happened right now as we're recording and we miss it? That would be hilarious. Again, you do the Macaulay Culkin's face. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, if that happened, I'd be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But because that happened um, I, when the Dudley boys returned a few years ago, I was mm-hmm. on a walk, not thinking that anything was going to happen. And then, shit, I missed the Dudley boys coming back. So I tend to miss some of the good moments sometimes, too. They didn't really do much when they came back. I was excited. I was there, actually. They were, they were in Pittsburgh that night. And I was so excited. And then it just kind of just like, didn't come back for like months and months yeah i feel like at first it was really fun their their feud with the new day was awesome and then um i think they had a feud yeah with the wyatt family but then after that it just kind of went downhill it was kind of more so a nostalgia thing at the end of the day exactly i mean it's the deadly boys everyone respects and everyone i mean you're a wrestling fan for the last five years like you know who the deadly boys are whether you know them as that or the uh team 3d so I mean, it, it was what it was, but they had their name. Yeah, it was just to see them come back one more time. So I'm not going to complain. I mean, they did 
all the big rivalries that they could do with them, which is exactly. what we wish they would have done with the Hardy Boys. You know, there was so much left on the table with that, but neither one of them could stay healthy at the same time. So it, it wasn't necessarily WWE's fault at the same time. I mean, they're older too. Like, you know, people expect that Dudley Boys to have those matches with the Hardys, and like they're forty. You know, like they can't, they can't do that. Like, like me at twenty three, I don't think I can do that stuff. <laughs> So, like, they expect that WrestleMania 2000 match at 45, like, it's not going to happen. If like, <laughs> I would be really worried for them, you know, all the stuff they put their body through for all the years, like, you got to calm down now, you know. You don't like, like, that's the thing is, too, like, you know, Sting, when he was wrestling in his mid-50s, he took a muscle bomb, or, you know, his career ended, and it was, you know, very basic move, you know, I mean, I'm sure it, I don't want to be buckle bombed or anything like that, but I'm just, it just seemed like it wasn't like anything too complicated. And, you know, just that just shows you with age, like you're fragile, you know, it's nothing you can really do about it. Just with age and, you know, just, it, it can happen. Just accidents, you know, and when you're younger, you can kind of shake those accidents off. But when you're older, an accident can be fatal, you know, and I think that's what happened. He, what was he like 55, 53 at the time? It was like 55, 56, something like that. And he was, he was, he was up there, you know. <laughs> so it's like, dude, like, like just stop. And I'm happy that he stopped, you know. And versus trying to keep pushing through, was like your sting. We get it, like your your sting. We get it. You don't have to do anything else. We appreciate you. The world loves you. Thank you for coming to WWE for one time, and you know, just bow out gracefully. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the one thing I wanted to see just in a WWE ring. We got it. You know, if he would have just had the WrestleMania match with Triple H, I would have been fine. I mean, it was mm -hmm. cool. He did a little bit more, but I mean, you know, like you said, he was 55 and, you know, we he was already a legend. He didn't really need to do anything more. Just mm -hmm. having that one match is all he needed, in my opinion. Seriously, like that's all he needed. He to me, he didn't even need the match. You know, it's just it's stink. You know, exactly. he was one of the guys that we wanted to come from WCW to WWE, and he didn't. So just seeing his face on camera, it's just like a, whoa, he's finally here after fourteen or oh, thirteen years after the WCW has diminished. So he didn't really need the match. I mean, it was it's it's cool and it's dope that he gave us one, but. It's also cool that when when, it, when that time comes as a wrestler, you just got to know how to just walk away. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think it was – for him, he's one of those people who just, you know, really loves the business and wanted to continue to do it. And I think at that point of his career, he knew he didn't have a lot left. So it was like, hey, let me do this one thing I've never done before kind of thing. So, I mean, I don't blame him, you know. If I was really passionate about some kind of career and there was that one thing I haven't done, you know, I would want to do it too. It's definitely like the ring is definitely like a like an addicting feeling it's like no it's like and no one can ever like explain it like i can't explain it right now it's the most addicting feeling in the world because it's like all eyes on you everyone either hates you or they love you and you have the ability to control everyone's emotion you know like if you're a baby face and you're getting beat up and you're selling and you're like you're engaging with the crowd the whole crowd is going to riot for you. They're going to they're going to want you to beat that person up, or you're a heel and you're talking crap. Oh, that, there's times when people want to fight you. Like, oh my God, it's like I don't even I don't even know you. 
<laughs> but like <laughs> but like there's times where like the whole crowd is so pissed off at you you're just like well damn like how did i do this so it's it's just it's so addicting wrestling is addicting just as a fan or performer manager ring announcing i think the whole sport is addicting there's not too many people i've met in my life who stop like wrestling like they like it some way or another yeah, I mean, I agree, like, when it comes to, like, wrestling, like, obviously, I don't wrestle, but, like, I do, I run the podcast, and it is very, like, you know, I'm turning this from a hobby to, I don't want to say a career, because I don't make money from it, and I don't plan on turning it into a job, but it feels like a job, you know, just the dedication I put with all the recording, and reaching out to all the, you know, all you wrestlers and stuff like that. And it is addicting. I have my goals, too. There's plenty of people I want on the show, so it's, like wrestling can be addicting in multiple ways whether you're in the ring or just a fan watching on tv because that's another thing too i am so passionate about watching wrestling on tv (laughs) it makes me feel like a kid and it's like i feel like i cannot miss anything especially at pay-per-views like i make it a mission to you know stay up like i gotta be at work at 4 a.m but i will stay up till 10 30 11 p.m and to watch these pay-per-views so it is you know wrestling it's you know, for anyone who's a fan of it, it has that special place in your heart that, you know, gives you some kind of excitement, whether it's, you know, like I said, being a kid or just enjoying it, you know, it, it takes you out of reality and puts you into the world of wrestling. And it makes you a lot of people, you know, from what I've talked to, you know, they said it like it, you know, they forget about all the troubles they have in their life. And, you know, wrestling really helps people cope with, you know, things. So yes, it definitely does. It's, it's definitely it's definitely a family, you know. I haven't met too many fans or people who are in the business or even out the business who weren't, who, well, who are bad people. Like, everyone I've met, they're great, you know. Like, there's people I've never even met in person, and they show mad love, you know. There's people, you know, I'll go to a show, like, while we can go back home, and they're just like, hey, what's up, girl? And I'm just like, well, hey, like, what's up? Or I get a message on Twitter or on Facebook and it's just like, hey girl, like, how you doing? And it's just like, it's nothing but love. You know, when kids want to take pictures or, you know, with a grown man or a grown woman want to take a picture with you, like it's nothing but love. You know, no one comes to a wrestling show to get drunk and get aggressive. We all want to have a good time. We, everybody probably had a, like a shitty day at work. Like, and we just want to relax and see our favorite people get beat up. That's all we want to do. <laughs> like that's it exactly because like you know like you mentioned like being you know a professional wrestler like you have those people you don't even know you've never met but they know you and they're a fan mm-hmm. of it's like the little things you do for them and that's usually one of the questions i ask too is just like you technically have like i don't want to say a power but you have that impact you know because of you being who you are you can do the littlest things like you'll have someone that you don't know come up take a picture you just made their day you know like mm-hmm. and same thing with interacted on twitter like i um i remember i was talking to the woad on the show one time and i told mm-hmm. her i was like you know anytime wrestlers you know they retweet engage with us on social media stuff like that it makes us feel like a million bucks and she's like i never thought about it just just like a common thing i do and i'm like yeah like you know we look at wrestlers as you know role models or you know or just in general just that you know escape from reality you know i mean everyone looks at it differently but like i really like i really look up to a lot of wrestlers and it's you know i'm 
30 years old. And, you know, I, I look up to wrestlers, you know, maybe they're a little bit younger than me. Maybe they're the same age, but it's just like they're out there, do, you know, entertaining me. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, I look up to the people, you know, I look up to people who are, you know, even wrestlers sometimes, you know, I like to get the opinions of people who are, who have been in the business, who have studied this business for 20 years, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to learn more, even if, you know, my career ended, you know, tomorrow, I would still want to be in this business. I would still want to talk to people. I would still want to go to shows. I would still want to support. And that's like the thing about wrestling. It's for everybody. It doesn't matter what your background is. You know, you're white, you're black, you're gay, you're straight, pansexual, you're yellow, you're short, you're a midget, you have no legs, you're paraplegic. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, wrestling is one of those things where it's like, hey, come on in. Like, you know, and I think that's the most beautiful thing about professional wrestling. Like, everyone's welcome. And the community will always take care of you. Exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was watching Hood Slam a few months ago, there was a wrestler with one leg wrestling. I don't know how he was able to do it, but he was doing it. I'm like, wow, like I've never seen anything like that. And that just shows <laughs> like you can have a disability and still be out there and be accepted in the wrestling world. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like you can be anything you want to be. And you're still accepted. I mean, wrestling is, you know, the community of wrestling is very strong. And I wish I would have known about it for so long because I never, I got on wrestling Twitter like a year and a half ago and I just met so many wrestling fans. I didn't know how many, like, I didn't know there was a lot of people my age that like wrestling anymore. I don't know many people in person. So this was like a whole new world. And then when you go to the indie events and stuff like that, you meet all these other people and it's just like the best feeling in the world. Definitely. I mean, it's hard to find wrestling fans, like, just like going to a restaurant or going to a coffee shop, you'll never find one. But they're out there. They are. There's a lot of people that still are very passionate about professional wrestling. Like, there's people, like, who will talk about, you know, the old days, ECW, or even, like, the 70s, like, NWA stuff, you know? Like, there's people out there who love wrestling, but some people, when they think of, like, wrestling, they think of, like, Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. It's like, it's, it's so much bigger than that. You know, it's not just, you know, Goldberg, you know, and credit to them, to those guys, because, you know, they have created some of the best memories, but it's so much more. You know, it, it, it goes on. It doesn't stop at The Rock and Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. It goes to, you know, John Cena, to Randy Orton, to Kofi Kingston, to Xavier Woods, to Seth Rollins, to Roman Reigns, to Apollo Crews. Like, it, just, it goes on and on and on. It's going to forever go on and on. So when you meet people who understand, like, that on and on process, it's like, it's like, are we related? Like, are we share, are we share type of blood or <laughs> something? Like, it's super, super cool when you meet, like, a really passionate, like, wrestling fan. It's like... It's like an unspoken brotherhood or sisterhood. It's just like, I dig you. It, 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 it is. Like, you're not lying. Like, it is very hard beating people. Like, you know, I got a coffee shop or something like that. Like, I wear a lot of wrestling shirts. So I have people every now and then, oh, I like your Asuka shirt or something like that. But that's mm -hmm. really about it. When I got on Twitter and I started meeting all the people, it's like, wow, like, I don't know you in person. I only talk to you through Twitter, but then I've really built relationships. Like, a lot of my friends that I met on Twitter, we have phone numbers, you know, exchange talk on the phone all the time, stuff like that. So, you know, it is really, like, just a bond, you know, just being a wrestling fan. And that's the greatest thing about it. I would never want to 
not be in this business. I will always want to be a fan. I will always want to support because it's it's great. Wrestling is the probably the most greatest thing like I think I've ever was involved in. Like I I don't have no regrets I, with the injuries, with the sacrifices I made, being broke, not having anything. I would do it again in a heartbeat. You know, yeah, yeah, that's same with me. Like, you know, just wrestling has just been like the best thing, you know, hobby wise that I've had in the last decade. And I mean, yeah, it's it's a special thing. And I wish more people were into it. You know, it's a lot of people grow out of it and then, you know, kind of look at it, look down on it. But it's like they don't realize like just how special it is. You know, I mean, it's their loss at the end of the day. You know, some people just, they just discredit it. They think, oh, it's something I liked when I was a kid. It's silly, you know. And maybe because of, you know, WWE, you know, for the longest time, their face of the company was John Cena, who was more of a kid-friendly kind of character. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get it. Like, it took me a lot to get back into wrestling, too, because I wasn't excited about, you know. So I, I like the badasses. I like the heels and stuff like that, you know, so – I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm happy. I love wrestling. You know, you love wrestling. So, I mean, shoot. <laughs> so, um, promise, uh, I think that, you know, that wraps up all my questions for you. Um, have to thank you again for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. It was an awesome interview. You know, you're really a dope person, so I'm really glad that yeah, I did. Thank you. You're pretty dope yourself. Thank you. So, did you uh, <laughs> share any of your social media with the listeners? My Instagram is promise underscore Braxton. My Twitter is at Braxton Promise. You can find me on Facebook as well at Promise Braxton. Sweet. And I, I have not found you on Facebook, so I'll look that up too and follow myself. But uh, yeah, so make sure you all follow her on your know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Same with us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Thank you all for tuning in today. And then once more again, thank you so much, um, Promise, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. Thank you. I had a blast. Take care. Absolutely. Same to you. Bye. Bye-bye.